anybody happy tonight that you can say you made it after everything that you've been through uh, you ought to give god some glory tonight just by the fact that you made it amen amen somebody said i may not have won the race but i finished the race amen i made it i made it i'm still here through it all through everything i've been through we're still here amen good evening everybody good evening to each of you so glad that you are joining us on this evening for Wednesday night uh, in the word of God. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your prayers. Let's see a few of the people who we have in the house tonight. Betty Palmer is watching. God bless you, Betty. God bless you, Brother Stevens. Hey, Brother <laughs> brother Stevenson. God bless you. Kendra Moore Smith, amen, is here. God bless you. Good evening to you. Mother Curry is here. God bless you. Good evening to you, Mother Curry. Josephine Griffin Bronson, still praying for you. God bless you, praying and lifting you up. Shelba Moore is here. Amen, amen. A regular Laura 
Wesley Young, God bless you. You are in the house tonight. Sister Sheree is in the house. Amen. You all go ahead and share this uh, with your neighbors and share it with your friends. Amen. Let them know that you are watching our Bible study live tonight. Say hello to your neighbors. Amen. Say hello to your friend. You know, you know, when we were meeting, uh, we would say, shake your neighbor's hand. Amen. Give them a high five. Give them a hug and all of that. Well, send them some emojis right now. Send them some high five emojis. Let people know that you see them, uh, that they're in the house and you're glad that they are worshiping God with you. Amen. Mother Sexton, Kadada Brown. Amen. God bless you. Dolores Curry. Amen. You all are in the house. Uh, Walker, I'm not sure what L Walker that is, but I see you are here. Amen. So thank you for being here as well. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Listen, y'all, we we are having a good time uh, here uh, in the word of God, but we're also having a good time in not only reading and studying the word of God, but living out the word of God. It's been a long day today, but uh, we thank God for the work that is going on through our Baptist convention. Uh, we thank God for the help that we're sending to HOMA, uh, we've got trucks going out tomorrow, and I want you guys, the only reason I'm mentioning this uh, is because I need you and want you all to be in prayer. Uh, this is our second mission trip to Homa, uh, Homa, Louisiana, the hardest hit area uh, in Louisiana, and we're going with trucks from Jackson as well as trucks from Gulfport. Uh, this is our second mission trip uh, of the convention proper. Uh, but we've sponsored other churches in their uh, specific local uh, uh, local trips that they have made uh, by their churches. We've helped to sponsor those trips. And so I want you to be in prayer. Trucks are leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And we've got truck loads filled with things, filled with items. We want to pray that it gets there safely, that our drivers, uh, as well as our home mission secretary, uh, get there safely. And, and when they get there, that all of the people are in place. Uh, to the, there's a lot of work that has to be done in unloading those trucks. We've gotten them loaded, uh, but we want to get them unloaded and get our men uh, back safely to their families on tomorrow evening. So please, uh, please keep that effort in your prayers. This is our Hope Tahoma uh, relief mission, and we ask that you keep Hope Tahoma uh, in your prayer. Thank you, TA. Hope Tahoma in your prayers. Uh, those are just some of the pictures from uh, some of the earlier trips. Uh, actually, that's from the first trip uh, that we took to Homa uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, Dr. Horton and uh, Dr. Uh, Willie Tobias and, and many of the members of the um, Emmanuel Baptist Church, as well as some of our members, uh, thank you for your assistance. But listen, let's keep them in our prayers because uh, uh, what we understand is is that the uh, electricity, the power, which was supposed to have been restored, uh, they said initially that was going to be restored on the 9th of September. And they're saying that it looks like that's probably going to be another two, possibly even three weeks out before the power is restored. So please keep that, uh, that area, that region in your prayers and keep our men, uh, our laymen, and those who are traveling uh, with them in your prayers as well. Amen. 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 While they are doing the word of God, indeed, uh, we're going to read and study the word of God. Amen. Amen. So listen, why don't we say a word of prayer and we will get into tonight's 
uh, study. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for this day, for this time together. God, for all the awesome things that you're doing in our lives. Lord, we pray now that as we enter into the study of your word, that you would open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts, that we would be receptive to hearing not only what your word says, but living what your word says. God, we pray that the word would become flesh in and through our lives, in and through our living. God, that we would be not only hearers, but doers of your holy word. Grant it now. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. We want to get into the word tonight. Listen, this past Sunday, uh, we talked about uh, we talked about grace. <laughs> we talked about grace, uh, operating in grace. And um, we used uh, as our background scripture for study to teach on that 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 topic. Uh, we use first Samuel chapter 24, where uh, David was uh, being pursued by King Saul. Uh, remember, Saul was jealous, had become jealous and jaded with with David uh, because David was the new uh, he was the new kid on the block. Uh, he, he, he was dashing and daring. Uh, he, he killed the Philistinian giant Goliath. Uh, all of the townspeople were singing David's praises. And Saul, Saul had it in for David. And we remember uh, that there were several things uh, that, that transpired. But uh, in the text that we used for, for our study, chapter 24, David is on the run. Uh, he goes into a cave uh, to hide out. And later that day, uh, as the evening comes, um, Saul and his men go to that very same cave, go to that very same cave, not knowing that David uh, is there. Later, when Saul goes to sleep, uh, David's men uh, make sure that David understand that Saul is there. And this is the opportunity for David uh, to kill Saul. And we remember on Sunday how we talked about how David responded. He did not operate in revenge, uh, but he extended grace. And a lot of people would have uh, taken the time and the opportunity to get back at their enemy or to do away with their enemy or to get their enemy before their enemy could get them. David uh, takes his hands off. He resists the urge to get revenge. And that's what we said uh, operating in grace looks like. You resist the urge to get revenge rather than killing him. You recall he cut just a piece of Saul's robe off as proof and as evidence uh, of what he could have done but what he chose not to do. And he does that believing that Saul is God's anointed. He later says, this is my king. And it's interesting that, interesting the verbiage there, that, that David does not say this is the king. He says, this is my king. You know, I sometimes 
Um, you know, if we don't like the president uh, of, of the United States or if we don't like the governor of our state or the mayor of our city, we'll say that's the governor or that's the mayor, that's the president, or even that's y'all's president. But David doesn't do that. David says, no, this is, this is my king. And even though he has it in for me, even though he's listening to others and, it, and that has caused him to, uh, to, to be jealous of me and want me dead, he's still my king. That's, that's grace, y'all. That's grace. That's that's grace. So he does he does Saul no harm, and not only does he um, uh, not harm Saul, but later on we saw in 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 that passage, he promises Saul uh, that when he becomes king, that he's not going to uh, destroy all of his descendants, as was the tradition uh, of the surrounding monarchies. Uh, David says, nope, when I become king, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to kill off your family. I'm not going to destroy your legacy. I'm not going to watch this. I'm not even going to buck against your authority right now. That's how much grace David exudes to a man who wanted him killed. So I want to, I want to take a little time and and, and talk this evening about practical grace. I want to talk about practical grace, how you can practice uh, some practical grace, what it looks like. Um, you know, we talked about not taking revenge. We talked about, you know, helping when called upon, when, when, when uh, assistance is called upon. I, I want to... I want to look a little deeper into those things and help you to practice with your loved ones, with your friends, with your colleagues, with your superiors, your boss, your manager, whoever it is, with your child, with your spouse. I want to to help you practice grace, practical grace, what that looks like and how how you can um, demonstrate that. Um, First of all, I want to talk about grace to help. Having the grace to help. The grace to help, particularly when you've been hurt. The grace to help when you've been hurt, because here's the tendency. When you've been hurt, you're not interested in helping somebody who's guilty of inflicting harm or hurt upon you. That's that's really, that's usually the last thing on your mind, right? Am I the only one that'll admit that? That, that, that you don't immediately think to yourself of someone who's hurt you, you don't immediately think, how am I going to help them? Now, okay, well, maybe you do, but there are a few of us who will admit that's not the first thought on our, we may get there, but it's not the first thought. 
but but I want to I want to help you in, in in demonstrating the grace to help the grace to help in Luke chapter six, Luke chapter six, verse twenty seven through thirty one, Luke chapter six, verse twenty seven through thirty one. Here is here's what it reads. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. I mean, we could stop right there. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Look at look at what Jesus says. He, I mean, it's 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 exactly the opposite of what we're doing. And he's saying, I want this to be your immediate response, your first response. Love your enemies. Don't think about it. Don't get the, he says, listen, out the gate, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Then he goes further. This is practical grace, y'all. He says, if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the all the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Are you are you getting this? Wow. Stay right there for a minute. He says, love your enemies. Jesus says, I want you, I want you to develop the capacity to strike out against hate immediately with love. If you're going to hit them with anything, hit them with love. If, if you're going to hit them with anything, hit them with grace. Right. And Paul, Paul talks about this later. He says, for, for when you do this kind of thing, when you when you bless your enemies, when you love your enemies, those who hate you, when you when you do these things, you're 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 it says you're heaping coals upon their head. Strike out with love strike out with help strike out with assistance and that i know that that takes something but that is the capacity that god through jesus christ gives us by the holy spirit and that's why we have to be filled with the holy spirit because that's not in us to do Let's be honest. That's not, that's that's not in our flesh. When our flesh hurts, our flesh strikes back. It's just that's just the way we are. That's just that's how we're made up, which is why we must be born again. Because when we're born the first time, this flesh says hurt those who hurt you. This flesh says curse those who curse you. This flesh says hate those who hate you. And that's why you must be born again. Because in the new birth, I get new 
behavior. In the new birth, I get a new mind. In the new birth, I get a new heart. In the new birth, I get a new spirit. And I suddenly can do those things that I wouldn't naturally and normally do in my flesh. You must be born again. And when I'm born again, I'll have grace to help. And people who aren't born again will be looking at you and wondering, how is it that you can smile at folk genuinely? Genuinely, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that smirk. I'm not talking about that. You, I ain't talking about that smile. I'm talking about a genuine and an authentic smile that speaks peace, hope, and love into that individual's life, right? When you can do that to someone who you know is messy and who is messing with you or who has messed over you, yeah, that's when you know you've been born again. And that's when you know you have the grace of God that's been working in your life. Now it is being extended to others. Bless those. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So grace to help is grace to help when you've been hurt. Listen, it's good to help. Watch this. Watch this. It's good to help people. Thank God that you have a heart and a mind to help. That's good, but that's really first base. Can I help you? It, okay. So when you're helping people who are just in need, that's great. Wonderful. Thank God for that. Thank God for a generous, a, a charitable, and a benevolent spirit, right? But when you're helping people who have hurt you, watch this. Let me let me add another layer. Who have hurt you intentionally? Who meant to do what they did? Who knew what they were doing when they did it? Now that's a different level of grace. That's. That's grace. Grace to help people in need is one level. Grace to help people who have intentionally hurt you, that's another level. And that's what Jesus is telling us to get to, to get to that place. Are you hearing me? To get to that place. Yeah. The person, the person who talked about you, yeah. The person who talked about you behind your back, helping that person, right? Yeah, that, that person, that's another level of grace. The person, watch this, the person who, 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 who went after something that they knew you were going after, okay? And, and, and suddenly y'all, y'all ain't talking to me. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about. The one who, 
who backstabbed you, the one who double backed on you, the one, the one who who you thought was with you, but you found out they were double talking. Y'all, are y'all talking to me? All right. Grace, Jesus says, listen, th this is the kind of grace that believers need to have. Grace to help folk who need is great, but grace to help those who have hurt you, that's where, that's where you're going somewhere. All right. Let me, let me, let me take it another step. Grace to help when help is not reciprocated. Grace to help when help is not reciprocated. Stay in Luke chapter six. Look at verse 35. Luke chapter six, verse 35. But love your enemies, do good to them. Watch this, y'all. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to read what it says again because you think I'm making it up. So let me read it again. Love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Mm. Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Did you did you get that? See, Okay, so so lending to folk in need is is wonderful. But if you're thinking to yourself the whole time that you're lending assistance or that you're, uh, you know, you're 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 giving somebody a few bucks here or a few bucks there, right? But but the whole time you're thinking, okay, either a they're going to pay me back, or b when I'm in trouble they're going to help me, right? Or, or C, this is a down payment on something you want them to do in the future. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. The, 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 Jesus says that that's, that's not grace. That's calculation. That's calculation. You're, you're, you're being calculating in what you're doing. And even though you're doing the right thing, you have reason, motiva wrong motivation, and hidden agenda behind it. Grace is when you give and you don't expect anything in return. You give help and you don't expect to be helped in return. If it comes, great. But if it doesn't, I didn't help you because I wanted you to help me. I helped you because God has helped me to be a help to you. Th this idea of, of helping, you know, some, some people help and the only reason they help is because they've they've figured out what helping you will do for them or they figured out or they've assumed or concluded watch this 
helping you looks good. And so you got some people who will help and will make sure that others know that they helped you. Good God Almighty. See, and and that, you know, <laughs> let me let me not go there. You know, because some of this help is not help. Some 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 of this help is just um you know broad broadcast. Um and it 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 doesn't it's not really about the help. It's not really about the help. And don't get me wrong, there 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 are there are there are times when things do need to be shared, right? Like the 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 mission trips that we're doing right now, right? There's a there's a reason why we share that. Why do we share that? Because as we share what we're doing, hopefully it inspires others to get on board, right? Hopefully it inspires uh, other resource people who have other resources who say, okay, I I'm, I can't do that, but I can do this, right? And we send help, more help than we could have sent before. So there's a time to share, but there's also a time that is nobody else's business. Amen, somebody. There's also a time when what you did needs to be between you, that person, and the Lord. Period. Nobody else. And if you got to tell everybody that you helped me, don't help me. Because if I didn't tell everybody, that means I didn't want nobody to know. Okay. All right. Let me let me move on. Let me move on. All right. Grace. So we talked about grace to help. Grace to help. Let, let me let me show you some other practical ways of grace. Uh grace, grace to encourage. Grace to encourage. We should have the grace to encourage. And this this is one of those things where, where I think I think we miss some of our greatest opportunities to demonstrate grace because we don't understand how powerful our words are. But you can demonstrate great grace by being a great encourager, by being a great encourager. I want to encourage somebody tonight to have the grace to encourage. The grace to encourage. Now, for some of you, this comes very easy because you by nature are an encourager. Some of you by nature, you just have that sort of, you know, you, you pump people up, you cheer people on, you inspire people. You make people believe in themselves. You just have that gift of encouragement. And thank God for you. Some of us have to work a little bit more diligently at being an encourager. Or maybe not even in being an encourager, but certainly in not being a distractor or someone who is disencouraging. 
Yeah. Some of us need to work on that. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Some of us need to work on our words. The words that come out of our mouths. Because we do great harm with our words. I want to encourage you to be a person who gives grace by the gift of encouragement. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says this. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Stay right there for a minute. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. So there are people, there are people who will share thoughts, ideas. There are people who will share situations with you. And some of you, some of us, are very quick to go into just a mode of judgment. And so your response is oftentimes, well, that happened because, you know, or if you had done this, or if you had just listened to me, I told you. Well, why didn't you do it this way? Right. And you're 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 not really thinking about how your response. Is not encouraging that person. Right. If they messed up, do you really think. You need to tell them that. I mean, do you really think they don't already know that they messed up and 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 for whatever reason you have to shed the light on on how messed up they messed up well, sometimes people share stuff with you because they just need an encouraging word <clears throat> they need an encouraging word. And don't get me wrong. There are times, there are times to be direct. There are times to call people out, particularly if somebody, someone's, you know, not seeing clearly and, and, and obfuscating issues and, and trying to skate around their responsibilities in, in, in taking ownership for the things that they did, right? And they're trying to blame everybody but themselves. There's a time to, to call people out on their stuff, but there's also a time to be an encourager. There's also a time to be an encourager. There's a time to listen, to let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but 
only that which is good for building up. You need to start asking yourself the question as you respond to people. Are these words building them up? Is what I'm saying and how I'm saying it building them up? And, and I know somebody's going to tell me, well, they, they just need some tough love. Okay. All right. That might be true. But everybody in your life don't need tough love, which means if you're responding the same way to every situation and everybody, it's not them, it's you. And you need to change how you talk to people. You need to change how you respond to people. You need to check your words and not just the words, but the tone. Help me preach tonight. Because you can say the right words and have the wrong tone and still destroy somebody's spirit. Am I, am I, am I talking to anybody? It says, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. That it may give grace to those who hear. You need to start asking the Lord, Lord, let the words of my mouth <laughs> and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Don't just pray that as a benediction or benedictory prayer. You need to pray that as a daily meditation, that the words that are coming out of your mouth give grace to those who are listening. People, people are broken and need grace. People are hurting and need grace. People are afraid and need grace. People have failed and need grace. People have given up on themselves and need grace. And if God put you in their lives to cross paths with them, on that day, for that moment, ask yourself, Lord, are my words building them up or tearing them further down? Let me let me let me help let me help let me help somebody because you know I hear this all, you you, you kind of hear this all the time too you know you hear folks say well you know you get to be a certain age and you just say whatever come to mind yeah I hear that but some of that is an excuse come on come on folk 70 and older <laughs> talk to me for a minute you know some of y'all y'all say well you know you get to be a certain age and it it, it it just came out of my mouth before I thought, yeah, okay. But some of that, you knew exactly what you were saying. Come on, y'all say amen if you know I'm telling the truth. You knew exactly what you were saying. You knew, you you thought about it. And now you're just blaming it on, well, I didn't got old. Amen. <laughs> Come on, be more gracious than that. Be more graceful than that. Be more grace based than that.
Amen. All right. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Goodness, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on this. Grace, grace to share. Grace to share. Let's talk about that for a minute. The grace to share. The grace to share. Um, can I can I just say it the way I feel it? Some of us are just stingy. Can can I get an amen on that? Some of us are just stingy. I mean, you know, um, I don't want to say greedy, but I will say stingy. Um, you know, and and there's there's this idea that you know, I got mine, you get yours. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing biblical about being stingy. There's nothing biblical about that. Every lesson in the Bible, when it comes to when it comes to um, resources, when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to counsel or advice, I don't find a place in the Bible where it doesn't tell us to share. To share. Luke, Luke 6 and 38. I li I'm liking Luke tonight, y'all, if you can't tell. Luke 6 and 38. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Give, watch this, and it will be given unto you. What is he saying? Share. Share. Quit holding on to everything that you get. Share. Open up your hands. Watch this. Not just, and this is not just about resources, y'all. Share resources. But watch this. Let me help somebody. Share information. Oh, this is when it gets... It's when it gets hard. Share information. Yeah, share wisdom. You can bless somebody. You can bless somebody tonight sharing wisdom. Now, be careful with that because you don't want to come off as a know-it-all. Amen, lights. Be careful with sharing wisdom because, you know, you don't want to you don't want to become that person who, who knows it all and you got all the answers and, you know, and then people get tired of you calling them because you always trying to tell them what you know. But if you are a person who has wisdom that you can selectively share at the appropriate times, right? Yeah. Don't always have the answer. But share your wisdom. Do it in such a way that people want to hear from you, right? And they, and they aren't looking at you saying, oh, Lord, here, here she goes again. Here he goes again, right? Let me, let me look at that sharing wisdom part. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. Uh, One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Look at that. Why don't you look at that? One person gives freely. And I'm applying this to grace. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm applying this to wisdom and information. 
the giving of information freely. Oftentimes, you know, we'll get something and we'll hold it to ourselves. We won't share it. I mean, you know, there, there are people, we, we, we get territorial with things that are oftentimes given to us freely. I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. You know, we'll, we'll start to hold on to stuff that was freely given to us and we won't freely give it to others. But that which God freely gives to us, but to be willing to share that. One person gives freely. Look at this. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. I love that. In other words, when you give, you get more back. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Watch this. When you give out of yourself, it will be given back to you. Can anybody witness to that? That you have poured out of yourself before and somehow God poured right back into you? Whether it was through another person or through the Holy Spirit itself, himself, that somehow God replenished you and you thought you were you were just done. There was no more left. You couldn't go anymore. But because you freely gave, it was freely given back unto you. I want to I want to encourage you to have the grace to share, share your resources, the grace to share wisdom the grace to share information, the grace to share counsel or advice, okay? I mean, let me do one more and I'll, I'll stop for tonight. Um, I wanna talk about the grace to honor. Let's look at that for tonight, the grace to honor. The grace to honor. And and I'll start, I'll, I'll end tonight where I started on this, this, this idea of the grace to honor, because that is exactly what David did. He honored Saul. When Saul was acting dishonorably. Mm. Good God Almighty. He honored Saul when Saul was behaving dishonorably. I'm, I'm going to let that sink in for a moment because oftentimes in our culture, we say, you know, we're, we'll honor people who, who are honorable, respect people who are respectful. David gives honor to someone who is not acting honorably. He's also giving grace to someone or honor to someone who is in fact dishonoring him. This, I mean, Saul is doing 
everything to dishonor this guy. Everything, watch this, to, to bring him down. Everything to turn others against him. And David had done nothing but serve Saul. When Saul's spirit was vexed, David would get his harp and play. When Saul didn't have anybody to go and fight the Philistines, David went to the front line and fought Goliath. David has done nothing but serve Saul. And Saul dishonors David, discredits him, tries to turn his men against him. Are you hearing me? And David somehow digs real deep, y'all, and gives honor to someone who's acting dishonorably. Somehow, he musters up the grace to show honor. I told you chapter 24 was not the only chapter where you will see David doing this. In chapter 26, you see the very same thing happen. Except for this time, David, David sneaks up to Saul where he is sleeping and the spear, David, I'm sorry, Saul's spear is stuck in the ground next to Saul's head while he's asleep. One of David's men whispers in his ear, hey, since you won't do it, because you already had your chance, he says, let me do it. And if you let me hit him one time, he says, I won't need two times because I'm going to take him out with one shot. That's it. That's in chapter two. I'm not making this up, y'all. Read chapter 26. He says, I'm not going to need to hit him twice. One shot, and I promise you, he's out of here. David says, nope, I know, I know he's acting dishonorably. I know he's, he's dishonoring my reputation. He's trying to bring me down. I know it. He says, but watch this, watch this. I can't control Saul's actions, but I can control mine. I can't make Saul do right, but I can do right by him, even if he chooses not to do right by me. Wow. Can I put it another way? Saul is not my friend, but I'm going to be his. Hmm. Wow. Did that did that bless anybody? He he's not being my friend. But I'm going to be his. How are you going to do it, David? I'm going to take this spear. And I'm going to take this cruise. And I'm going to leave. 
And what happens? David leaves, goes over to the other side, the cliff, and he calls out to Saul. All of his men were asleep. And basically what he says is, hey, uh, and I, you got to read the guy's name. I forget the guy's name, but he calls the guy's name who was supposed to be Saul's attendant, who was supposed to be watching to make sure the king was safe. And this guy fell asleep on the job. So Saul, so David calls his name. Basically says, "What kind of, what kind of, what kind of protector are you?" I was in the camp, and look, I got the spear that was next to his head. If I wanted to kill Saul, I could have killed him, cause you were asleep. And again, he honors the man who was dishonoring him. My prayer for you, beloved is that we begin practicing that kind of grace. Grace to help, yes. Grace to encourage, yes. Grace to share. But also the grace to honor. Grace to honor. He's my king even though he's not acting very kingly right now. He's my king. Even though he's behaving dishonorably, he's my king. God gave him to me and I'm going to honor him. I pray that blesses you, beloved. I pray that you receive that and that you practice some practical grace. Amen. 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 I know it gets tough, you all, but we can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I want to encourage somebody tonight, particularly, listen, check your words. Check your words. Make sure you're not damaging people. Amen, somebody. It's so easy to do. Check your words, check your tone, check your tone, amen. Check your text messages, amen. Check your social media posts. Make sure you're not tearing someone down, but you're building them up through your words, amen, amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you, all right. Let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you are the God of all grace, God of all mercy. Lord, we pray your blessings now upon us as we have studied your word. We pray that we would operate in and practice grace, the grace to help, not be calculating, but to authentically help, not expecting to be helped in return, not looking for reciprocation, but to give without any expectation. Give us the grace to encourage. Give us the mind to think through our words and to make sure that what we're saying is encouraging hearts, lifting people up, inspiring and motivating. God, give us the strength to check our words and 
if there's a tone of judgment or or a tone of dishonor or any type of tone that could damage the spirit, the soul, the heart of our brother or our sister. God, give us editing grace to edit our words. Lord, give us grace to help. Give us grace to encourage. Give us grace to share. Share our resources, share our wisdom, share our experiences, share our advice. Not to keep everything that's been given to us, but that which has freely been given, God, give us the heart to freely give unto others. And then, Lord, give us grace to honor, to honor those that you've put in our lives, to honor those who are over us, to honor those who are under us, to honor those who walk with us. Grant it, O oh God. Lord, now we pray your blessings upon the assistance and the help that is headed to Homa on tomorrow. God, we pray that you give those who are driving safe passage. We pray, O oh Lord, that as you did with the few fish and the few loaves that you would even multiply now. That the assistance that is needed to those locations will get there and that you will use us as vessels and vehicles that your will would be done. Granted, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. We love you. See you soon.